0: Hello, and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we talk about the queens of Miami-Dade County, the Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're on the fifth episode, The Triangle. Um, So I just want to say this is, I think, the funniest one that we have talked about so far. Um, there are so many moments from beginning to end where I just laugh out loud. I think I had like seven different exchanges that I wrote down that were funny um
1: <laughs> lots and, of
0: pre-laughing in this yeah one. oh my god I, this is definitely the first one that I laughed before a line was delivered too which <laughs> as we've talked about is a, a problem and also a really lovely thing that happens when we
1: watch the show <laughs> <laughs> it's only a problem when there's like a third party right uh trying to trying to process something for the first time or the fourth time not the 18th <laughs> um so the first thing that i have it so sophie is sick um and they're getting
0: a doctor to make house calls which like f- fine i guess sure
1: i actually um, really appreciate that Dorothy acknowledges she goes we're lucky we found a doctor that still makes house calls because if they were gonna let that like sit out there i was gonna be like <laughs> look dude it's the 80s not the 60s or you know the 50s or whatnot like yeah when it was kind of fading out so I appreciate that sort of grounding
0: yeah yeah um but so one of the things that i wrote down is that i think this might be the first appearance of the real bamboo purse um sophia has mm. it when she's first sitting in the couch waiting for the doctor um and she carries it around with her throughout the episode so that's sort of an iconic iconic uh, element of this
1: one um when and- she's trying to go to mildred's to watch the adult movie channel
0: <laughs> which yeah. is great also a running theme so if to access points porn...
1: <laughs> exactly well that purse uh i think they made replicas of it because they were so worried it was so iconic they were so worried that it was going to get lost so they had like a few on hand to make sure that like you know from a from a props perspective because it wasn't a created prop it was like a real purse
0: yeah, no, of course you would. You would need them, um, of course. And then, so Elliot, the doctor, Elliot comes, and it's one of the um, pieces that I notice is that he's talking to Dorothy about what's going on with Sophia, um, and Sophia intervenes, and she's like, "What am I? Two years old?" Like he's asking Dorothy all of these medical questions, and it's really interesting because um, it's not a heavy moment at all, but I do feel like there must be some truth in that for anybody who's watching this who um has had to have somebody else answer medical questions for them or and certainly older people who I think you know are like sort of a lot of the time babied um and yeah. I think Sophia is sort of advocating for herself and for herself as as uh an adult who can make her own decisions um and I think that's really really cool I don't I don't recall another time ever seeing that actually
1: Exactly. And I think, yeah, she just like talking about her body. She's like, if something goes wrong, it's, I'm the first one to hear about it. <laughs> and it's it's so it's so true, because I think that happens a lot with older people. And it's like, we'll we'll actually cover it a little bit later in this season um, with Rose's mother, but just mm. how the dynamic really shifts from like a protective standpoint. And, you know, it happens not with older people. Too, as you said um and I think actually it was funny because uh that was one of the most important things for me uh when I was pregnant and gonna give birth that I was just like you need to talk to me like even though I'm in pain like I'm still the person that you're dealing with and I don't want to have a proxy uh communicating because I want to be treated like a whole person so I really appreciate that she calls you know both of them out on it yeah
0: that's what I was thinking of actually honestly is like childbirth I feel like it's like the the most sort of like common time where that happens to somebody who's not an older person who's totally otherwise sort of um you know able to make their own decisions Mm -hmm. um okay so elliot comes there's some tension with with dorothy uh right away um and it's it's interesting because she's so you know like b arthur's so good at like channeling what you think somebody who was like her would do when they were trying to be flirty. Right. Like she's just like, she straightens up. She like changes her tone. She softens it. Like she just really hits it. um, Oh yeah. And you know, immediately what she's doing and Elliot does Mm -hmm. too. Yep.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I love her look to Rose where she baits him with the very obvious, I'm sure Mrs. Clayton, you know, <laughs> enjoys it too. And like, oh, Mrs. Clayton and I aren't together. She does this little like tongue stick, you know, like sticks her tongue out with Rose. Like, oh my gosh. And it's such a cute, like giggly girly, like just like, you know, excited about a new crush type of action for this older woman, which it's just, a, it just strikes that perfect chord. She does the exact same thing once she actually gets the date. And she goes like, oh, thank you for being a kind and generous God, you know, sort of to the the, the air after she closes the door. And it's so cute because it's like exactly how anyone of any age would act after scoring a hot date.
0: Yeah. Um, And so while Dorothy's sort of working it, Blanche walks in, you know, and she makes that contact and she's just sort of like... Snaps into Blanche mode, and she becomes this, like, super sort of, like, vixen go-after character, and then Dorothy intervenes and sort of is like, hey, like, I'm already working
1: this. <laughs> Please back off. Um, it's perfect. I mean, it's such a bar scene, and it's, like, happening with a doctor house call in their living room. Like, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. by the way, the, the dress that Blanche's that Blanche enters, you know, that'll stop traffic in the doorway. I feel like that's exactly something that you'd wear, Lauren.
0: Oh my God. Yes, I would. Yeah. There's so many <laughs> things in this, in the show where I'm like, oh, I'm like, I gotta look on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love that exchange between Dorothy and Blanche because Blanche is sort of selling, herself as like you know somebody who's just meant to be with this guy this guy of all guys even though she's always with every guy um and she says we were meant for each other he's a man i'm a woman and then dorothy just like right away is like and what about little richard and that's you know it's sort of a dated reference but not really i think we can all sort of like we can all get it exactly exactly
1: oh man even before that my that one's great but my favorite again because this this episode is so rife with great quips um (laughs) she goes but he wants me i can feel it and she goes let somebody else feel it (laughs) it's just i like wish i had said that to someone in real life it's (laughs) so it's so on on point with those two speaking of dated references they also um she mentions burt reynolds and john forsyth okay together <laughs> which is amazing and that of course comes up later in the the first season mr burt um, reynolds and yes exactly both of them together so it's just it's just amazing that they're just like we are hammering home that these are attractive men of 1985 <laughs> it's awesome it's so great um But yeah, but it's it's such a perfect like it's the first true flirt scene. I mean, we saw Rose do her little like, you know, sitting on the bed sexy for uh um for Arnie in the in the state room, but it's like first true flirt scene for someone that's not Blanche, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I I noted that it was interesting because while we've established that Blanche sort of has um, you know, a pass and dates a lot of guys or whatever, we haven't Dorothy making jokes about Dorothy being chronically single isn't something that goes on yet because I think that we're still too fresh on the second episode where they explain the divorce with Stanley so I don't think it's it's quite there yet so it's not as um, it's not as sort of unfair or like not nice of blanche to do this you know i I think Mm -hmm. if this had happened later we would have been like blanche just like
1: let her have you know um
0: so i think it it makes sense that they have to have this conversation and blanche does ultimately back off to be fair
1: of course yeah exactly yeah and she is very lackadaisical like she's reading a book just by herself where you know when he comes in for their date that kind of thing and they go to the bar which is just cracks me up right like in in front camera you know fourth wall uh bar which is just amazing um so this scene you know where he actually comes on to her um where he he says to her I just I love the Blanche character here because I think it is just a perfect feminist stance and it really like strikes a lot of chords with me from like from everything happening today like still for the feminist movement where it's like she, she goes you are a very attractive woman blanche she just goes i know like completely <laughs> like not like like this it's this idea that a lot of men have and a lot of men who aren't really seeing women as full people right it's like it's kind of it's almost a cliche at this point where it's like a guy will, especially in online dating, will pay a woman a compliment. And if she doesn't say, like, oh, thank you so much, uh-huh. Or like like sort of defer to him about being like, Oh my gosh, it's this it's that whole idea of like, what is that shitty boy band that has like the you don't know your beautiful song? Oh yeah. Um, uh One uh... Direction yeah one direction, there you go, so I no offense one direction, whatever I probably know like two of their songs, and that's one of them, but that song is just so ridiculous because it's like the appeal of the woman is that she doesn't know she's beautiful, right it's just I mean even like um. Oh my God. Amy Schumer parodied it and said like, you know, like, Oh, you don't need you don't any make makeup. Up, yeah. You know? Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. And it's just this ridiculous idea that the only reason a woman is like presenting herself is for a man to compliment her and that she wouldn't be either doing it for herself or even know that she's attractive. So just the fact that Blanche just straight up is like, I know, like, what, what's your point? You know, and it's, it's amazing. Cause it's like, and the audience laughs, right. But, but it, she's fucking right. Like she's like, What of it? You know, it it really, really struck me as this fantastic moment that is so relevant to even just like online dating and other ridiculous spaces for women today.
0: Oh, yeah. Know your worth. Um, And I think it goes back to sort of what you were saying uh, earlier, where Blanche... Um, at one point isn't so confident and isn't when she's going on the honeymoon to New York in the first one and she's like oh sure we'll go there because that's where he wants to go like that is not who she is correct um, and I think that that's you know that's definitely what we're seeing here so Elliot hits on her um slow gin she fist. punches him yeah like she, had, mean, what she
1: a actually bag. like totally but i'm but i mean like i'm good for blanche like she she says she's not accustomed to being manhandled like wriggles out of him and then when he doesn't seem to like let go she actually punches him like i was like fuck yeah good job yeah so
0: then you know this happens dorothy goes out blanche is you know obviously torn up about it um and she happens to um You know, she goes to Rose, she tells her what happened, she doesn't know what to do. And Rose is very adamant that she needs to tell Dorothy. And Blanche, this is where I, this is where I laugh before the line is delivered, because Blanche goes on this crazy song of the South tale about her friend anderbo and her boyfriend and like how she lost anderbo anderbo and then (laughs) comes back to rose who's this you know very minnesota farm girl kind of simpleton she's like i don't even know who ander bobo is but when they when blanche has (laughs) finished telling the story and it's just frozen on betty white's like Completely blank face. I laugh yep. right away, and I'm laughing because of the Andor Bobo line. Like it's, it's oh, just of course. so. Ugh, I love that scene so
1: much. <laughs> it's perfect writing, and she, and again, Bla- I'm sorry, Rose is so in the right here, right? Like I, you get the compulsion that, like, you know, Blanche is like, oh, you know, she's gonna not believe me, which of course does happen, and. But Rose is like no I mean it doesn't matter even like you're right and she needs to know about this so she then Rose goes on her fanciful tale <laughs> of what might happen you know if they uh, they settle down and she goes they could have a child <laughs> and then of course there's a huge laugh and then she just goes they could adopt a child and it's just perfect because I love how Rose realizes her mistake <laughs> it's like no one has to actually say anything to her but doesn't and let her go like, off again. course continues with the tale <laughs> exactly exactly and then she you know goes on this whole thing and at little mailings coming out party uh (laughs) they find out that elliot has bonged every woman at his country club and i must say i really would love to know the origin of how they settled on bong (laughs) Because clearly the network wouldn't let them say banged, but I I don't even know, like at 1985, was that like your, that was the the word of choice. It's just, oh my God, it's just amazing. Every time she says (laughs) Bond. (laughs) It really fits though.
0: I would say I wouldn't change it if given the opportunity
1: absolutely absolutely not it was perfect but i just i really would love to you know have been in that meeting of like
0: <laughs> where, where they decided the line was <laughs> so great um and the mailing story is so wonderful because it does come up later first of all like it's one of those things that i yeah. love that i mentioned last time that like continues throughout the episode um but also, and they
1: have Dorothy react to it too. That's the funny part too. When they when she brings it up again, and <laughs> yeah. branches, I'm just glad Little Mei-Ling is coming up part of the They actually have Dorothy react to it, which I feel like sometimes in the show they don't. But a lot of other shows, they'll have a reference to something said earlier, but there'll be new characters around, and the new characters will just glaze over it. Even though Dorothy, in this case, does exactly what you would do, which is, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> right? Like it's Ask it's, the it's so true to life. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um it's incredible it's yeah incredible. but it's a
0: it's a really it's a really good one um and then i think so then sophia sort of comes in and they let her in on what's going on and we almost get a picture it it's in the wrong order but there's like a sicily it's a picture of this yes picture of this um yes but we also right. we soon right. get the sophia sort of being wild and having like a money-making scheme um and that's of course mama celeste her former business
1: partner (laughs) from italy um which just to skip ahead a little like frozen mama celeste is better than sophia's homemade pizza at the end like come on yeah that's there's There's no no way way. (laughs) she defrosted this it's the (laughs) 80s there's preservatives and everything (laughs) um
0: so basically dorothy doesn't believe her and and to sort of go back about what you were saying, how Rose was like, you have to do this. This is totally right. I think Blanche's point, while obviously, you know, we would all want her to, to do what she does end up doing, is a fair one. You know, I think once you, especially if you've ever lost a friend from telling them you don't like this significant other or there's a, a you know, like a rift somewhere and you, you say that, I do think that's really, um, that's a thing that really scars you. And, and I think that that's what Blanche is, is dealing with.
1: It's true. It's true. It's very, it's very right. I I just think that it's, it's so fascinating Rose as the peacekeeper here. You know, I mean, she, she saves the day (laughs) because she knows that it's right. And she knows that Blanche does have that conflict, you know, and and Blanche of course gets mad at her when she's like, see, I told you this would happen. Right. So she's like, so torn up about it. It's great.
0: Yeah, no. So I love, I think you're right. I love Rose as the peacekeeper. And actually that's, that's um, sort of where I want to go next. Like, so then there's this, Long, you know, we can, um, we can insinuate that it's been a few days of tension between, uh, between Dorothy and Blanche, um, and they're just, like, not speaking to each other, but of course they live together, so they, they have to, and, um, they at some point somebody asked Dorothy if she wants to do something and if she would like to do something with Blanche and Dorothy says she would rather use Willie Nelson's hairbrush and Blanche just seconds yeah. like must you attack everything Southern and I just I love it I love <laughs> the the leaning into that character
1: it's so great but also is it because he's a dirty hippie I'm really confused about this <laughs> yeah
0: I don't know I think it's to get at Blanche and also... he has
1: braids yeah I know it's Doesn't look so- dirty (laughs) it's just really funny where like to think of where they were going with that you know it's amazing so then
0: rose basically can't take it anymore and she asks Sophia what to do and Sophia's like you know don't do anything let it play out it'll be fine but once it comes up that blanche has asked dorothy to move out which is also so ridiculous i know how long is this guy it's insane you're you're in your like 60s and you haven't realized that maybe you should wait to see how serious this gets Okay. I know. Seriously. Um, so anyway, Rose sort of gets fed up with it and finally just kind of like puts her foot down and is like, okay, like we're going to deal with this, whatever. Um, and I love that version of Rose. It's a real glimpse, I think, into the future of both when she coaches the football team, which is insane. And also <laughs> even... Maybe more wild and unbelievable when they get stranded on the desert island. <laughs> uh, so those are all things <laughs> yes. to come. Where I think Rose is really is rises above. I didn't even think about that.
1: <laughs> those the glimmers of the of the desert island uh, chieftain Rose. That's so amazing. And she's is, she's is persistent when she's laying her hilarious trap for Elliot, where he's like not taking it <laughs> whatsoever, and, and asks if there's something wrong with her leg. Um, <laughs> she's very persistent like he denies it twice he actually like he he really you know she's she's like oh yeah oh no like you know this is what you said dr man um so (laughs) it's kind of amazing that like she really gets him to to fess up
0: yeah. And it is, um, it's, um, it is really funny. But anyway, to go back to what you said uh, I think last episode or the one before, but the physical comedy, when she's like mm-hmm. doing, I don't even know what you would call that, like with her knee, but it just, it works so well, <laughs> because you can somehow see that to her, that is what she's going for. But obviously, it's, really bizarre to everyone else watching um and then exactly uh, no
1: plays it perfectly
0: yeah so of course dorothy sees and is forced to sort of reconcile with the fact that blanche was telling the truth um and there's some really heated exchanges between them too like i i brought up the the funny one earlier but dorothy says she can never be friends with another woman because she's a slut like that's a really harsh and Mm -hmm. and i think very realistic exchange between them too i think like anybody i i feel like unfortunately girls are often fighting over men who are trash and um you know it's Mm -hmm. it's bizarre that this continues to happen so late in life
1: absolutely and we still see that theme come up right there's still issues i mean one of my favorite episodes like way down the mix when they're actually at the rusty anchor together um of just like the sort of like this jealousy but also the distrust of blanche's you know uh, just desire of men <laughs> that kind of comes between the female friendship that both of them have um and desire for men and attention and you know everything that Dorothy is sort of accusing her here like this it's like a real friendship and real relationship they make up here but it's still a theme that constantly comes up between them because those that's who they both are
0: yeah, so ultimately, you know, I do think we get some nice uh, a nice wrap up. Um Dorothy kicks him to the curb and she
1: um... Oh man, she is so cool when she thro- when she tells him off too. Yeah. It's just like Again, like you said, when B does such a good job flirting, like, she does a perfect job at the end where she's like, I really have nothing to say to you. And she's just, like, sitting down. She's like, like, that doesn't even do him the honor of, like, getting up again (laughs) or throwing him out. Like, it's like, she's just down. She's like, that's it. I'm done. Like, it's very empowering. It really is. Well, you're not playing anything anymore. Sit down. Like, yeah, it's perfect. perfect. Um... We don't have to wear these stupid clothes (laughs) because apparently you have to wear stupid looking clothes to play golf. But with
0: bare hands.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, also, can we talk about how Rose's golf gloves are under her clarinet? Oh my god. Like, yeah. what? what? <laughs> They're under my clarinet. <laughs> That's perfect. I love There's it. There's so many. Like, of the thing. I just... No, go ahead. just the writers you know it's just like the writers and the writers are being like oh they're in my drawer under my clarinet that sounds like a rose thing <laughs> it's Perfect. like a mad lib yeah i love um there, there could be
0: a whole like sort of side thing about all of the weird things that rose does in her bedroom like when she what does she use to play army <laughs> like she-
1: <laughs> so funny no the uh no, Gulliver's travels with the bears. yeah exactly <laughs> oh my god it's, it's incredible um, also probably we, we glazed we glazed past the scene already of course because we're at the end but I, I know in addition to the Mei Ling story my absolute favorite line of this episode again the pre-laugh's just kept coming about 30 seconds before <laughs> where Blanche is flustered trying to tell Dorothy on Rose's advice what happened, <laughs> that Elliot made a pass at her. And she's just stuttering over it and stammering and just going, Elliot made, Elliot made, Elliot made. And she goes, Dorothy's doing the exasperated thing where she just goes, Elliot made, why did Elliot make a ship and a bottle of what? It's just, it's like on paper, it's a funny line, but then just like in in the hands of B. Arthur, it just makes it, it makes it's so much funnier than it even should have been in the beginning. So I just really appreciate that part. Yeah, and leaps
0: and bounds away from the the last one from clan. I think you know we we've already established oh, the, sure. the order of filming and and the direction and things like that were different, but watching these in order um you know it's it's impossible not to notice when you can see their are vibing and they know their characters and their their timing is on and things like that um and and this one is is definitely one i think if i were doing like a greatest hits compilation i think i would put this in because it's it's got all the stuff from the first season but it is a real it's a it's really funny
1: yeah and of their arguments and fights you know like the sort of the inter golden girls drama that they have as opposed to you know drama with a boyfriend or you know external boyfriend by themselves or you know obviously a sister like the last episode um or another family member like the next episode (laughs) like they really um they do a great job of um playing all of their personality as well like we were saying before it's a very true to life what might happen not only between women but between these women's personalities
0: yeah and it's the first fight too in addition to it, it being a pretty significant one it's it's the first time we see it's any sort true. of like tension in the house um exactly and you know we sort of see the impossible situation of Sophia and Rose which is that you can't really not involve yourself when you're living in these close quarters and you're all so close um you can't just be an observer you care
1: so much exactly you care so much about these people and not only (laughs) not only do you care so much but like you said they're up in your face like they're having fights and arguments in front of you yeah and also rose knows you know like come on like she as as she said before in the pilot like she is arguably the most concerned and the most aware of how special the relationship is, um, or at least most vocally aware of how special their relationship is at this time in their life. So she's the most paranoid about losing what she has. And she knows she's like, this guy is not worth it. She even says that she smelled something weird about him right in the beginning, you know, (laughs) before anything happened. So he's a scuzz bucket. I think that's what Blanche calls him. Yes. All right, you got anything else for this? No, I think we can, uh, you know, You can join us next time uh, when we discuss whether or not you'd smack a 14-year-old blasting heavy metal in your house at 2 a.m. Sounds great. (laughs) All right, goodbye.